You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Gang's all here, ready to go. Marv's in the front row with Paulie Seaton with his good friend, Fritzy in the back row. Seaton will have the poll question responsibilities once again today. And we got a play of the day, stat of the day, poll question as well. We'll talk to Michelle Tafoya, NBC Sports. She was there on the sidelines, got the interview with Aaron Donald after the game. And Eric Weddle, the Rams defensive back, he says he's now retired again. We'll talk to him coming up in a little bit. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at DP Show. If you'd like to uh, dial us up, you can. Email, tweet. We say good morning to Fox Sports Radio, uh, the great folks at uh, Peacock who stream this show, and our other radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400. With the Super Bowl behind us, the NFL will have nothing to distract fans from the Stephen Ross, Daniel Snyder allegations. Ross has been accused of offering $100,000 per loss to his former coach, Brian Flores. So basically the same thing as fixing games or tanking. And then there's Daniel Snyder. Snyder and the Washington commanders are facing widespread allegations of harassment. Again, not the type of image that the league wants. And to make matters worse for the NFL, there are no longer games to hide behind. Because normally the news cycle is, hey, we can talk about it during the week. Then there's football games and then we forget about it. We sweep it under the rug. But between the timing and seriousness of the allegations, this time it could be different for both of these owners because reports are both could be at risk of losing their teams. That would be an interesting first step for the league. But the power that the owners have, it's hard to imagine these two going down without a fight. Also, it's the owners who have to vote to get rid of these two owners. And if that's the case, the NFL offseason could get ugly very fast. And normally in the offseason, we're talking about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks you're going to draft, quarterbacks who are free agents, quarterbacks who could be traded. And here we are with Kyler Murray. You know, on our NFL quarterback bingo card, I did not have Kyler Murray an issue in the offseason. But you have Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, maybe Russell Wilson Jr. the third. Kyler Murray's under contract. He's got another year. Now he's making under a million dollars. I can throw Tom Brady still in the mix because I don't know if it's officially official until later on this summer. And Tom, it feels like, is still leaving the door open. The Buccaneers are still leaving the door open for Tom Brady. We'll talk about that coming up in a moment. But Kyler Murray is shaking off the critical coverage. He brought about the critical coverage because he scrubbed his social media accounts and had nothing to do with the Cardinals. This is during the Super Bowl week he decides to do this. Then he says, I play this game for the love of it. My teammates, everyone who has helped me get to this position that believed in me and to win championships. All of this nonsense is not what I'm about. Never has been, never will be. Anyone who has ever stepped between those lines with me knows how hard I go. Okay, well, there's two messages here. Because Chris Mortensen had a report over the weekend that there was some finger pointing with Kyler Murray. And uh, Kyler Murray was embarrassed with the playoff loss and that he was being made a scapegoat. Well, somebody has to tell Kyler Murray this goes along with the territory, the highs and the lows. Every quarterback's the scapegoat. You're the number one pick in the draft. There's expectations. You want a Heisman Trophy. 
It's not like we go, wow, where'd this guy come from? What a really unique story. No. This is, this is what he signed up for, and he brought about the... If he doesn't scrub his Instagram account, we're not talking about Kyler Murray right now. He wants us to talk about this situation. Now, he can distance himself, but this is what you sign up for to be a starting quarterback, to be a number one overall pick. This is about money. He wants, he wants to get the Josh Allen treatment. Well, he's not Josh Allen. And what's going to happen? Are the Cardinals going to trade him? Do you want Kyler Murray? Are you going to give up three first-round picks and then something for Kyler Murray? And I know, you know, Pro Bowl player a couple of times, rookie of the year, I understand all of those things. Do you want to sign up for Kyler Murray as your franchise quarterback? Do you want to be giving him $40, 45000000 million a year? That's where you got to roll the dice here. If you, you think he's available, then maybe you knock on their door. Does Arizona want to give up Kyler Murray? I don't think they do. But with this, and yes, there's been talk of Kyler Murray before. You know, I had a source tell me this was prior to the start of this year. And uh, talked to somebody in Arizona. And they said, you know, he's not a leader. He doesn't know how to lead yet. And that's really important. And immature was a word that came up. Immature came up in Chris Mortensen's report. Look, Aaron Rodgers has been accused of not being a great leader or being immature. But he's a lot older and he's proven himself. You know, it goes along with the position. You know, Ben Roethlisberger. You've had varying degrees of criticism with Ben as a leader and off the field. I mean, it goes with the territory. I mean, Kyler Murray's not being treated any different than any other quarterback here. We expect greatness out of you. And, you know, when, when all goes, you know, south, then you go, hey, I want to get out of here. I mean, that's not – be a leader. Step up. Why did you scrub your Instagram account? I mean, that's what I want to know. Just tell me that. What, what led you to think, if I do this, this won't create any kind of news headlines? But Chris Mortensen, I trust Mort's report, had a detailed report about Kyler Murray. But he's shaking off the uh, critical coverage. No word on his future. But I'm going to imagine he's probably going to say, hey, you know what? Everything's going to be bad. I mean, if he doesn't like Cliff Kingsbury and the play calling, okay. Now we got a conversation here because I've been critical of Cliff Kingsbury. I don't think he's an NFL coach. I mean, he's currently employed as one, but everything he does in the first half of the season and then what happens in the second half of the season and not just in the NFL, in college. I mean, this isn't a coincidence. So if he has a problem with that, okay. Seemed like that was a match made in heaven for those two guys. But Kyler Murray's a good player. And I've said that from the beginning. I thought he was a starting quarterback, and you know everybody talked about he was too small. I said he can play. He makes plays. You watch him play. But this, this part of it is what concerns me. Be a leader. Step up. Hey, you know, I'm disappointed. Hopefully we make this better. Or if you just say you want out, then say you want out. But to me, it feels like it's Josh Allen got a head start on his contract. I should get that. Okay. Then ask the Cardinals. And they don't want to do it. If I'm the Cardinals, I'm not giving you your contract extension now. Now, he might say, I've earned it. Well, you have a contract. That allows us to get players to build around you. 
I mean, the Browns are going to wait for Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson. You know, you can get a head start on this. Buffalo decided they were going to get a head start with Josh Allen. You know, I would I would let this play out this year, and I wouldn't even be sold. I'm going to give him a long-term deal. I want to know, are you a leader? Are you the guy who's mature? Are you going to be the guy that we can count on? Next year's his fourth year. But this nonsense started because he created the nonsense here. Rookie of the year, two Pro Bowls, but this is the first time the Cardinals made the playoffs this year. And being a scapegoat, just ask every quarterback who's ever played the position. At some point, you get a lot of blame. You get way too much credit and way too much blame. That's what goes along with the territory. By the way, Rams fans got a new T-shirt to celebrate your championship available in the store at danpatrick.com. This program brought to you by the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old-time greats. One place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. For instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more, start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. Yes, Paul. Dan, are those Rams World Champion t-shirts? <laughs> That's a World Championship, Dan. Oh, my God. Seaton's upset? <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to play the Sean McVay sound from the Super Bowl? You want me to do it right now, Seaton? Yeah, if you want. It's okay. your show. Okay. Oh. Do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. oh it is. You can do anything you want, pal. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to scrub my Instagram account here. If you're going to be critical of me, I'm going to be made a scapegoat here. Um, <laughs> here a skeptical. You're, make I'm a not, skeptical of your boxing. I'm not going to make a skeptical. Uh, here is Sean McVay. This was during the game. So they, uh, NFL Films had the audio of Sean McVay watching the last play of the Super Bowl when Aaron Donald sacks. Joe Burrow. This this has bothered Seaton for a little while this morning. Let's go, hey, Aaron. This is the moment right now. For the world championship right here. Aaron Donald's gonna make a throw. Burrow to throw for it. He's hit. He flings it away on fourth down. Aaron Donald got there. Yeah. Greatest of all time does it in the biggest moment of Super Bowl 56. Okay. Seaton, what bothers you about this? For, I don't know. For some reason, like every morning when I get, a, I, I'll start brushing my teeth before I get in the shower. I just scroll through like Instagram and Twitter just to see like what's happening. You know, yeah. you usually get a good idea of what. And for some reason, them being like, "This is for the world championship." It's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Nobody else in the world plays this game. How is it like? We're not disqualifying people from other countries to play. I mean. I guess the, the Canadian, Canadian champion can't come down here. Yes, Fritzy. I mean, they could. Technically, it's not accurate, but it would be weird if you get in, look at that extra motivation to say, we're going to be the best team in these 50 states. So, you know, <laughs> you feel like you need to say the globe or the world or the galaxy. How about this is for the Super Bowl? There you go. That's all. That works, doesn't it? It's the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. And, Let's and, go. And, and, and wow, what a, a great prognostication prediction there by Sean McVay that Aaron Donald was going to make a play. Since he'd made just about every play in the second half for this, this is for season. the world championship right here. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh. 
It just sounds so dumb to me. I had more of a problem with Sean photobombing everybody after the game when they would be getting interviewed. Then all of a sudden, I'm going to get in. Hey, let me pat you on the back. Uh, and then go down the, the, you know, the row there. There'd be somebody else getting in. Pat him on the back. Like, hey, just in case you want to talk to me, I'm here. No, we're talking to Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford right now, Coach. So they won the world championship. Seton has a problem with that. Like in the NBA, like you can't be a world champion in the NBA. Just like the NBA, they play that all over the world, right? There's no, it should be, if it's an international competition, then you could be the world championship. Other than that, it's just the NBA. That's it. Okay, what sport? Yeah. <laughs> what sport can That's you. That's right, I'm taking over against the grain, too. Whoa, there you suck go. it, Andrew. Whoa! What sport can you claim that you're a world champion? It is the World Series, even though it's not the world. Correct. The World Cup is the world. Yes, it is. Yes, Tom. You're a boxing heavyweight champion of the world. You got boxers from all over the world fighting each other. Yeah, you could say about that. hockey. They play hockey in lots of different places. Yeah, but you could be a world champion in hockey if they had an international competition amongst all but the best teams. When you win the Stanley Cup, you don't win the world championship. I don't know. I I hope. I think that hockey players say they're Stanley Cup champions. Yes. I don't think that they say we're the world champs. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. No, we're world champions. Yes, Todd. But again, you can't be like, come on. Do you want to be the best in the continental United States or what? Let's get out there and finish this off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess you got a point there. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue if you're given an inspirational talk yeah. on the sidelines. Northern Hemisphere champs. <laughs> that would be funny if Sean McVay said that to Aaron Donald. Aaron, Aaron, let's be the Northern Hemisphere champion. Now get out there. This is the continent. North America, this is the continent. You take it. You take this continent. And we'll worry about the other content. We'll beat Antarctica another time. Well, <laughs> do you think people in Antarctica, you know, are going, wait a minute. Come on. We're not involved. We don't get a chance to play. I think we could beat the Rams anyway if we got our group together in the backyard. Is that how they sound in Antarctica? That's my Antarctic accent. Weeks, our cameraman, just said, yeah, and how come this universe is always from Earth? Fair question. Fair question. <laughs> Oh, so many questions <laughs> so many. and no answers on this show. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come up with our poll question. We're back after this on the Dan Patrick show. Oh, keeping your Internet connected devices updated is always a good idea, not just for consumers, but for companies as well. One bug getting a lot of media attention right now is called log 4 J. Cyber criminals can exploit this bug to break into a server and steal data. Every day we put so much information at risk on the Internet. It's great that we have sort of the lifeguard on duty. It's LifeLock. They're there to help detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they send you an alert. And you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. And... LifeLock's the first to say no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year using the promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Question, 
There's also a lot of discussion on social media yesterday. Who should receive the Super Bowl trophy first? The owner, the coach, the GM, or the MVP? You guys got a lot of time on your hands to be thinking about these things. Like, you're, you're going to eventually get it, but I think you got to start with the top down. You go from the owner, then you go to the coach. You're not going to have the GM. The owner, coach, and then MVP. Yes, Eden. I know one owner that's definitely getting first should he win Super Bowl. Jerry Jerry Jones is gonna he's gonna get it, and then he's gonna want to get it again for the being the GM. He might get it and not give it up to anybody <laughs> yeah. else. Well, I could see that happen. <laughs> yes, Paul. It was interesting the other day they were interviewing Cooper Cup. He was the MVP in the post game, and Matthew Stafford is up on the stage. And they're like, all right, and that's it. And they wrapped it up. I don't. I wonder if they were wrapping up early to get to their Olympic coverage because they didn't interview Stafford on the dais because he was not the MVP. They interviewed the owner, the coach, and the MVP. Yeah, but when I handed it out to the Steelers, Santonio Holmes was the MVP, but Ben Roethlisberger was up there. And you, t- you talk to Mr. Rooney, then you talk to the coach, and then coach. And then you talk to... Uh, the MVP and or quarterback. And you know, when the Patriots won, I remember interviewing Edelman, Gronk, Robert Kraft, Belichick, and Brady. So I think it depends on the amount of time that you're going to have. And, you know, they try to keep it going. Plus, if you have marquee names, people wanted to hear from Gronk. They wanted to hear from Belichick. They wanted to hear from Brady. Uh, The Eagles, when I handed it to Nick Foles, Doug Peterson was up there. Zach Ertz might have been up there. I do know that the uh, actor-comedian Kevin Hart tried to get up there, uninvited. He even said that, you know, he was in his cups, and they're like, they're bringing the trophy out, Kevin. And he's like, I should be up there. And then he made his way down on the field, and I'm handing out the trophy, and I can hear that high-pitched voice of Kevin Hart. He wants to get up there on the podium. And, you know, you got security holding him back that he wants to get up there because he wants to be part of the celebration. All right, what's the poll question there, uh, today, Seton? Well, we could go with who should receive the Super Bowl trophy first. Some other options that we have are uh, which NFL team was most disappointing this season? This is a Pauly special, mm. as if you couldn't tell from the tone of it. Yeah. Uh, which NFL team was most disappointing this season? Browns, Ravens, Colts, Chargers, Titans, Bills, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Cardinals. There's a lot of <laughs> options there. A lot of teams are very disappointing. I would start with the Packers because, to me, the the Packers, it, you had clear sailing. You should have been playing in the title game, at least the NFC title game. You bow out the way you did. I guess I could put the Buccaneers in there, but I, I didn't. It's surprising. I, I don't know if that was disappointing. Uh, Cardinals, I'm not surprised at. Saints won 13 games the previous year. Um, Cowboys are super disappointing. Yeah, to lose at home to start the playoffs—that's disappointing. The Browns, the Browns probably had more hype than anybody. It felt like this year there were teams that we expected them to be great. It, it felt like everybody was behind the Browns. Like this is the year. This is you know the Browns got defense, they got weapons, and Baker. And I would go with Packers. And then I would go with the Cleveland Browns there. Uh, Bills, t- Bills would be up there too. There was, and I'm just going with preseason hype there. Mm-hmm. I thought there was way too much hype on the Bills, way too much hype on the Browns. 
Cowboys, I thought they, they had the talent to go to the NFC title game. Packers, I thought they would be in the Super Bowl. Cardinals didn't believe in them. Ravens didn't believe in them. Colts, I thought they would be dangerous in the playoffs, but that's if Carson Wentz played well. Although his numbers are not bad. It's just, I sort of look at him as a Jimmy Garoppolo type where you go, can he win the game for me? And now it sounds like the Colts are open to cutting him or trading him. And I don't know what the market is for Carson Wentz. Uh, Chargers... <laughs> I, I've learned my lesson with the Chargers because there there are a few years I was I was like this is the year Chargers man and then I I learned my lesson it's just like hey I'd rather be surprised on the Chargers if they happen to do something great uh, Buccaneers Cowboys Saints Packers Cardinals yeah what else Eden? I got one here from the toddler um, which oh written looks great but I think Todd's having a similar rhyming scheme issue. <laughs> That he's had before. And he just told me during the uh, the commercial break, uh, you know, I still have a limerick. And I go, we're we're 20 minutes into the show. There is a Kyler Murray limerick. In okay. My All right. Go ahead. This So this written, this looks like it works. But when you actually say it out loud, it misses the mark. <laughs> oh, right? boy. Kyler Murray is misbehaving, misunderstood, miserable. <laughs> I think it's worth asking. Yeah. Uh. I bet you you'll get like 38%, 29%, 24%. I bet you that okay. this is one of those. All right, all right. Well, let's try. Could, I really believe that. Let's just try it for the next half hour. It may even be 33, 33, 33, and one undecided. That could <laughs> yes, see. I think part of the problem here with, again, I'm going to obsess over this now for the, at least the next 30 minutes. I think that Todd might say Kyler Murray is misbehaving, misunderstood, miserable. Well, I have that rhyming problem. Whatever it takes to try to make it fit. He, he likes to do, you know, in place of an S, he likes to throw a Z in there like NASCAR. Misbehaving, misunderstood, miserable, <laughs> Mizzy Elliot. You're right. Okay, pretending that you like this poll question, I know it's hard to do that. Which one would you vote for? It's just a miscommunication. I am miserable. <laughs> Again. Unnecessary. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> All right, let's go with it. Let's just see what the audience, let's see what Kyler America. Murray? Yeah, okay. Kyler Murray is dot, dot, dot. Which would be a nice segue into this limerick if okay. I haven't mentioned oh, that I have Here we go. All right. <laughs> Now, now you're producing. I think it needs to be said. Kyler should put all this to bed. Complaints and frustration causing team aggravation. Perhaps he should play baseball instead. Okay. All right. There's Dodge Limerick. There you go. Good energy behind yeah. that read. Perhaps he should play baseball instead. Okay. <laughs> Did you pick up on that? I had a little bit of anger and sarcasm. Like, you know what? Go to the A's, all right? We don't need this. Harry. Harry in New York joins us on the program. Good morning, Harry. What's on your mind? Hi, Dan. Hi, Harry. I know how you guys love impersonations. Okay. I like doing impersonations, too. My first one is going to be Jason from Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) You can call me back tomorrow on that one. And my second one is one of Dan has to last like a girl. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, all right, Harry. Thank you. <laughs> Is Harry making fun of you, Seton? Uh, that didn't sound like my laugh. Oh, did? I don't know if he was making fun of me there. Yeah, but you... <laughs> that, oh, you're on the air. Sorry. No, you do a Mike Tyson laugh like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I love my pigeons. And Paulie doesn't laugh. <laughs> 
Uh, Chris. Paulie will take me to the side and say, that was funny, by the way, Les. <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> got a kick out of that. Yeah. He's not going to say it publicly, but privately I go, that was good, toddler. That was good. Uh, Chris in South Carolina. Hi, Chris. What's on your mind today? Hey, DP, Danettes. This is Chris, the truck driver. Wanted to call in. Uh, haven't spoke to you since the Super Bowl. If you would just allow me a few minutes of your time. DP, uh, <laughs> want to give us a quick shout-out to you. Uh, best and wor- Belated best and worst of the weekend. And I want to have a heart-to-heart, real quick heart-to-heart with one of your guys. Okay. Uh, best and worst of the weekend. Best was... In remembrance of your mother, Seton and the French kid making it to L.A. on time, uh, uneventful except for some weather. Uh, worst of the weekend was my company dropped the ball on getting with you and your people by getting them there safe in a time-efficient manner on the back of my rig. Uh, worst was I had to fire 97% of my staff, but don't worry about that. I'm restaffing. Next year, Dan, we're going to go big. I'm picturing you. I mean, you work for the three-letter network. we got to go big with this thing next year, DP. Now, if you'll just allow me to talk to one of your guys here real quick. Seaman, love you, kid. Love you. We're going to make this thing happen. If you just let me quarterback it, he's already stepping you up. McLovin's gone now. He's already stepping you up. You're on deck, babe. It's your time to shine. you got to step up. He's giving you some more responsibilities. If you let me quarterback this trip next year with you and whatever nationality kids you choose to take with you. (laughs) 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 Thank you, Chris. Whatever nationality. That's great. Okay. All right. I love that guy, man. That dude's funny. Took the French kit. Marvin, you uh, interested in going on a road trip with Seton? I'm in. Okay. (laughs) Boy. That's Sorry, that. I just had a fritzy moment. Sorry. <laughs> <coughs> Welcome, Sorry. To the, Welcome to the team. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> who, who wouldn't want to take a road trip with Seaton? No, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Wow. Man. Shots Thanks. from the front row. Yeah. Marvin. Yeah. Dang, dude. A smart move. Marvin uh, makes a mistake and turns it around. Yeah. Van in Alabama. Hey, Van. Hello, Dan. How you doing this morning? Great, Van. What's on your mind? Uh, uh, just a suggestion and then a quick question. Oh, okay. Uh, how about hiring a female to replace McLovin? But you can't be too hot because Fritzy would never get anything done. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, right. and then, uh, if, if if something comes up with Snyder and the, and the Washington, whatever you call him, uh, what is the official matter of? Do all the owners vote whether yeah. he should lose his franchise? If he loses by one vote, sixteen fifteen, he's gone. No, I think it's 75% of the owners have to vote for that. I, I, I'll check. Maybe Florio can help us with that. But I think the, the owners vote. I don't know what role the commissioner plays, but I don't know if he's a tiebreaker or anything or his vote uh, amounts to more. But maybe, Fritzy, reach out to Florio and see. I think it's the owners and it's 75% of them. If it comes down to that with Stephen Ross, and or Daniel Snyder. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. Welcome back. Good morning, Dan and the guys. How are you this morning? Great. What's on your mind? Hey, real quick, I I had a little scare this morning when I went to Peacock and saw that your channel was on down the line. Usually it's third in line. I was like, is there something going on? Is there a contract I don't know about? So sort of like shoulder with Rich Eisen last week, maybe you can put in your contract to always be that third channel that I can get on Peacock. But other than that, I do have a uh, stat of the day. Oh, okay. Uh, Marv, can you hit the music here for Andrew? Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Stat of the day! Here comes the stat of the day! 
after scoring a career-high 28 points, dishing out 12 assists and grabbing 11 rebounds last night at Madison Square Garden. This player became the youngest NBA player to record two straight triple-doubles at 19 years and 127 days old. He's your thunder from down under, Josh Gritty, Gutty, Giddy. Well done, Andrew. Thank you. If you get a chance, watch this kid with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, he's only 19 years of age, but he's got a good handle, not afraid, and you know, he's good passer. I'm I'm curious how good a shooter he's going to turn out to be, but he's a lot of fun. But uh, from Australia, I believe, and he is he's entertaining. But, you know, you're not going to see Oklahoma City unless you go out of your way to find Oklahoma City. Of course I do. You know, it, there could be the marquee game on it, and I don't watch the marquee game because everybody's watching the marquee game. I always feel bad for these other teams. Like, who's, who's watching the Cavs tonight? Who's watching Sacramento tonight? All right, I'll watch it. Yeah, Paul. You're the guy who goes to see the opening bands and leaves when yeah. the feature act gets out. Like, hey, and here's you too. Got to go. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch uh, Spin Doctors, whoever opened for them. Um, yeah, Spin Doctors. They actually did. Yeah. Who did I see? Um, who's, uh, what's the name of the band? Sex on Fire? Uh, Kings of Leon? Kings of Leon. Leon. Yeah. Kings of Leon opened up for you, too. And they came out there, and they were just torching it. It was aw- Now, I could have left... You know, but it was still U2 that was coming up next. But you see those warm-up bands, and usually people are milling about, and I'm right there in the front row with the uh, Kings of Leon. They put on a great show. And then U2 comes out, and then U2, Muse. I saw Muse open up for uh, U2. Big, you know, they play, they have like that uh, – big concert venue feel to them. It, it's stadium. It feels stadium-like. Yeah, Paul. Like tonight for the NBA, you have Clippers-Suns, which is a nice matchup later tonight. Yeah. But then there's Hornets-Timberwolves, which is also saucy because you got Anthony Edwards, you got LaMelo. Yeah. You're like going to go that. deeper, right? What would be like Mavericks-Heat, Cavaliers-Hawks? Ooh, that's you. Yes. Cavs-Hawks. Yes. Li- yes. The Cavs are a little too good for you these days, though. Yeah, they're getting too good. Hornets, ooh, let me see. Pacers, Bucks. No, Bucks are too good. Yeah. Tough night for you. Yeah, I'll find it. You know, I'll bounce around with that. But... Celtics, Sixers. <laughs> well, I'm waiting for Ben. Ben Simmons is now healthy enough to sit on the bench for the Nets, right? But he's not ready to play yet. I'm just curious the time frame for that. And look, I'm sensitive to, you know, the mental health issue and if there's depression there. Absolutely. I just don't know the time frame for this of when he gets healthier. Is it mentally? Is it physically? Is it both? But he sat on the bench for the Nets last night, and I don't know if they wait until after uh, the All-Star break. James Harden's out until after the All-Star break. It's going to be a wild finish here, it feels like, because if you're the Nets, how much does Ben Simmons offer you? And how does he compliment Kyrie when Kyrie's there and Kevin Durant? I think it's a great pickup for them. I, I truly do because Ben doesn't have to be the star. He can learn from Kevin Durant. And maybe Kevin can even help him with his shooting. But he can offer you. James Harden wasn't happy. And James Harden, I think, bought into, I can go pick off a championship and then I'm going to leave. Because I, I didn't think he was going to be there after this year. 
And then he can go and, you know, he gets to shoot as much as he wants. And, you know, that, that was the feeling I got with Harden. He's going to make $50 million a year. But, you know, the whole Kyrie thing, like, dude, come on. I forced my way out of Houston to come here and play with you guys. And then you're not even playing. You know, I think he probably went. And he looked like he was going through the motions again. But Ben, I, I like Ben Simmons on the nets. Yeah, Paul. Your Nets won last night, 109 versus the Kings. That's a biggie. Yeah. (laughs) No offense. Seth Curry, uh, I think he made his debut. Yeah, he had 23. Andre Drummond. I like that pickup, too. I thought Seth Curry was the key to the deal if it was going to get done. If I'm the Nets, all right, I'm going to give you Harden, but we want Seth Curry in here. Seth Curry got traded by his father-in-law. Doc Rivers is his father-in-law. Imagine coming in and going, Seth, is this about your daughter? No, no, it's about you going to the Nets. And then Doc's got to tell his daughter, uh, <clears throat> had to trade Seth. Yes, he. Like, Seth, look, I'm doing you a favor. All right, I'm going to get you the hell out of this place. Okay, I'm stuck. I'm going to get you the hell out of here. And then there's talk that, you know, do the Sixers bring in Mike D'Antoni because now you have James Harden and they get reunited. Well, they didn't win anything, so I don't know why I need, unless Doc, you know, that hardliner is going to say to Harden, hey, uh, get the ball to, to Joel. You know, stop shooting so much. Don't be ball dominant. Whereas D'Antoni is going to be going, uh, Joel, uh, you know, James will take it from here. Yeah, Paulie. Do you think it's weird that the with the Nets trade, it's like Ben Simmons and they treat Seth Curry as a throw-in? He's averaging 15 points a game. I like the pickup. I don't think Ben Simmons has ever averaged 15 points per game. I mean, this is, you know, maybe um, at his best. I think he's a 15 and nine guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think Ben Simmons is average 15. So, I mean, Seth Curry is, is maybe a little more. Yeah. I get, he gets that little brother treatment, though. He's, he's developed into a good NBA player. Yes, Eden. So, are the Nets a better team today than they were a week ago? Yes. Isn't that funny? In my opinion, yes. Subtracting James Harden, adding Ben Simmons. And Seth Curry. Yeah. And Andre Drummond. Sure. Yes. In my opinion. It just, I started watching the Nets just because I was curious if James Harden wanted to be there. And I watched two games and I go, I don't think he wants. Now, maybe it was his hamstring, but it just didn't, he didn't, he didn't strike me as somebody who was having fun. Yes, he kind of feels like the Sixers are a better team, too, <laughs> in a funny way. See, I don't get that. I don't trust James Harden. Yeah, but at least he'll play. <laughs> he's a wonderful regular season guy. They're just regular season. Russell Westbrook Jr. The third's a great uh, guy that you have during the regular season. Well, not this year. But, you know, James Harden is choked in the playoffs. Plain and simple. Choked. All right, let me take a break. Got our play of the day up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Oh my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Check this out. Top of the key, Jackson off the screen. He was right from Zuba. Behind his back. He's trying to drive middle. Poked away by Looney. Oh, he dropped him on the deck. Bounce pass to Man, And Man puts it in. What a play. Jackson on the drive. Man on the finish. Courtesy of AM570, LA Sports, Clippers Radio Network. Terrence Mann finished with 25. That matches his career high. That's your play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. The range of SUVs, intelligence runs in the family, innovation runs in the family, extraordinary runs in the family. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Seton, update the poll results that Fritzy was so proud to bring to the United States. Kyler Murray is... Ms. Behaving leading right now with uh, just about half the vote, followed okay. by Ms. Erable. Ms. Understood, just 9%. Okay. People don't think he's misunderstood. Yeah. Todd thought it was going to be 33, 33, 33, and 1%. There's a history. lot of show left. We okay. just, just started rolling it out. The numbers change very quickly. Ms. Behaving. I don't know how long we stay with it. Someone tells me you want to get rid of this as soon as possible. Mike Florio says 24 of the 32 team owners three-fourths of a vote to get rid of a fellow owner. If it came down to that, 24 would have to say we're getting rid of Stephen Ross and or Daniel Snyder. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Brian in Phoenix. Hey, Brian, welcome to the pro. By the way, Tyler is uh, answering the phones. Marvin is uh, up here in the front row. But um, Tyler will answer the phone and go, hey, be nice and concise. But my favorite is when Tyler will type in where somebody's from. And he's got Phoenix, P-H-E-O-N-I-X. He had El Paso as Al Paso, A-L Paso. Always entertaining. Yes, Paulie? Yes, he has Al Paso, and he also has L Bakerke <laughs> with E-L Bakerke. Two words. I've seen that before. Yeah, there he is. If you're watching on Peacock, that's, that's a... That's my boy right there. I like just you see a little <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, you turn around, he just gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> L. Bakerke. Oh, Al Bakerke. Oh, Al Paso. Yes, Don. But you never made it clear that there's some kind of spelling prerequisite. You got to give the guy a break. You got people doing roles they've never done before. You never checked anyone's spelling history. Let's go to Brian in Phoenix. Thank you, Todd. That was hey, dismissive. Dan. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Hey, uh, 511-277. All right. Hey, I just wanted to give you a shout-out. I listen to you every day for the past, I don't know, number of years. And I love your leadership and what you do. I work out here in Phoenix with kiddos as a teacher, and I just want you to know you're an important part of my day. Even if I miss that Friday afternoon, uh, sorry, the Friday morning, I will listen to the end of your Friday show on the weekend. So I just want to say thanks to you and the guys for making me laugh, helping get through some hard times. Uh, and Well, thank you, Brian. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Ray in Arizona. Hi, Ray. What's on your mind today? How are you this Sure. Thank you for taking the call. Appreciate it. Yeah. What's on your mind? Well, two things. I want to tell you why Kyle Murray is really not a great fit for Arizona. And then I have something anecdotally funny to tell you that I think you might find entertaining. Okay. First of all, 
Kyler Murray, I said this from the beginning. I heard Terry Bradshaw say it. He's going to be good for so many games. Ignoring the obvious is what irritates me in all aspects of life. You manufacture a reason why something's going to happen, but you ignore the real salient facts that tell you it's not going to work. He'll get you a winning season. He'll never, and he does not have the stature to turn the corner. And it's evidenced by how he's behaving right now. He knows that himself. He's mad at the wrong people. He doesn't have it. He's a great backup quarterback. He'll be good. He breaks down. He can't see the coverage fast enough. He can't make the decision fast enough. It's never going to change. And you can make every magic wand you want, but it's not going to work. Number two, I'm sorry, but Joe Namath defines fame. It's not the Hall of Performance. It's the Hall of Fame. Number three, something my wife said about watching the football, uh, the NFL game. She's from Norway. So when the Seattle was playing the Patriots, Brady threw a touchdown pass. My wife turned to me and she said, did they plan that? And I said, yeah, they, they actually did. All right. Well, thank you, Ray. I don't know what fame and Joe Namath have to do with the Hall of Fame. Hey, look, I love Joe Namath as a person. He was wonderful with the Jets. But but he, he wasn't he's not a Hall of Famer in my opinion, stat wise. He's just not. He won the, the biggest game, maybe the most important game in NFL history. Because then we started to look at the AFL differently. And and he had a beautiful passing motion. Wasn't the same when he hurt his knee in college at Alabama. But, you know, he had he did it in New York. And he had the, you know, biggest upset win in Super Bowl history at the time. He guaranteed the win. But you know, when we get to this Hall of Fame stuff, if you really look at numbers of certain quarterbacks, you'd never put them in. But they're quarterbacks who got in because when they played, how they played, was there a big moment there? You know, that goes a long way. Is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? He won the Super Bowl. Okay? He won the Super Bowl. Is that enough with a career of stats? It feels like. I mean, we can wait to the top of the hour to discuss this, but I think we get caught up in that guy is not Tom Brady or Joe Montana. No, he's not. There, there, there should be levels of the Hall of Fame. I've mentioned this with baseball. Like have a penthouse, first ballot penthouse, and then you got the second floor, and then the first floor, and then maybe if you want to have the basement where guys get in and they're not Babe Ruth. Some are first ballot, some have to wait 10 years. But I think we sometimes get caught up and say, Hall of Famer. Well, I use the, did you pause when somebody said Hall of Famer? If you paused, probably not a Hall of Famer. At least not first, second, third ballot. Michelle Tafoya will join us coming up. And the Rams defensive back Eric Weddle. Final two hours coming up, Dan Patrick Show. One more item as we close out hour one. How much sleep are you getting? Not to get too personal, but quality sleep's more important than ever as we balance life and health in 2022. It's essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. Are you able to achieve those goals? Also, if you have the Sleep Number 360 smart bed, you will get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year. That means you get to spend more quality time. You get to feel better about yourself. You know, probably a better mood with the kids, the wife, job, exercise, meditate, connect with nature, reconnect with nature. Also, what you eat, when you eat, uh, limiting the amount of alcohol you have. They have all kinds of tips to get a great night's sleep. 
but start with the ultimate sleep number event that they have right now. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed plus special financing. Sleepnumber.com slash Patrick, subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash Patrick for details.